Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. And now, on to the episode. Hi, I'm Beth Borges. And I'm Carl Hirschfeld. We're House Bear Brewing. And you're listening to an episode of Brew Roots. Roots. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, hey, Ryan, that was, that's so weird that you did it this week. I, I, like I it. did, yeah. So we're in a, a new location um, <laughs> before we go on an adventure today. Yes. We can't um, disclose the location. We though. cannot dis- disclose it? All right. Well, well, it is my place. We don't yeah. know where that is. Yeah, we don't know where it but, is, yeah. um, but it's not my place. <laughs> so, or my place. So it may sound it's, a little different because yeah. we are recording um, with our portable rig mm. um, because I didn't really feel like bringing my studio. Uh, but anyway, as much as we pleaded, I know I was like, Ryan, if you don't bring your studio, you're a jackass. Yeah. Jackass. And you're fired, but he's still here. He's still here. I'm still here. We haven't fired him. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So, um, how was you guys this week? It was awesome. Uh, summer is finally here. Yeah. You said that last week and the week before that. Yeah, man. Cause it's here. We made it. I know. It's still here. It's still here. I mean, if we look at historics with going, what's going on? Like. It's going to go away. Yeah, probably. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Um, Matt and I uh, were at uh, Notch uh, last week. Yeah, on like a Wednesday night. You guys never go there. I know, we never go there. No, was it Thursday night? (laughs) We were there on Thursday night. I think it was a Thursday night. Yeah, it was uh, one of the nights I was getting out of uh, a gig. So, Um, But it was a lot of fun. Um, We had both like what, the the Pilsner and then... The Hefeweiss. Yeah, yeah. And nice. um, I really like both of them. Um, oh, I did cool. not get an IPA. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, like right? Barely have them there. So. But uh, <laughs> so that was a really fun night. We're outside, kind of having a, having a good time. Um, they sure. had a pretty good crowd, so it was it was just it was a good night out. Yeah, it was, and it was a lot of fun. But Erica yeah. certainly had way cooler of a weekend than I did. Both yeah, Ryan she, and myself. She's just cooler. I had the fucking coolest. So I was in a uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. For all of you who know where that is. I only just learned where that is. So for our listeners, you don't know, it's totally lame. cool. Where is it? Um it's in New York. Yeah. Great, that's all I yep. need to know. Is it um <laughs> upstate? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's I, like I remember... in between Albany and yeah. like, the city or something. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um went to so, a couple of breweries there. Went to Mill House, which ooh, was cool. awesome. Yeah. They had tons of good beer, great vibe. What is the uh what is the Poughkeepsie um, beer scene like? Like what's what's really cool? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, like I said, Millhouse. Uh, what else? They, there was a bunch of breweries there. We didn't go to a ton of them. We just went to Millhouse and we went to um, Plan B. Okay, which was also really yeah, good. There's a, like a farm fresh brewery where they make everything from like that's their awesome. Farm. So yeah, there there's a lot cool. of breweries up there. There are. We just yeah. unfortunately were there for our wedding and oh, didn't yeah. have enough time. You don't to have time, and that that's you know? totally. But you know what? Maybe Brewers will make a trip yeah. up there. Ooh. Yeah, um, I, I spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Stickers are passed around. Great. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've heard a lot of. I have some friends I go to school with from upstate, nice. and um, nice. they really like um a lot of the breweries up there. Yeah. Um, basically anywhere outside, excuse me, outside the city. Yeah. Um, is pretty cool. Yeah, and then on the way back we stopped in Fistale and Worcester for a few breweries. Oh, sweet. Nice. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, sweet. You, you saw Redemption Rock. Yeah, it was Redemption Rock, which what is up? an awesome space. I've heard really very cool good things about beer. that. Um, that was exciting. Mm. Yeah. So we have this week on tap our new friends, and we listened to some user feedback because we wanted to step outside the box a little. We're bit. We're expanding our horizons. Yeah. And uh, we went 
seven minutes from my house to House Bear Brewing in Newburyport, Massachusetts. House yeah. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for all of you uh, locals around us in the Newburyport area, and you don't know where it is. Uh, it's right where Riverwalk was. At one um, point. And it's actually yep. right across the street from Yeah, it's pretty much across the yeah. street. Um, uh, great people, great mead. Uh, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode a lot. Yeah. But uh, before we get into that episode, what are we drinking right now? Uh, so I'm drinking the un- an unmarked can from Lone Pine. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, we discovered what it was. It's um, Tessitation? It's the it's, test light. Yeah, right? it's the test tiny light. Test? Yeah, yeah, tiny, tiny test. test. Yeah. Um, Which I think is out now, right? It I, is. I it saw is it. Out, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really, really solid. It yep. is. Really solid. Um, it's definitely one of those beers in the summertime that you can just kind of drink whenever. Yep. Um, oh, because summer's here. All day. Summer day. is here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting me know again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a solid beer. Uh, what are you drinking, Matt? I'm drinking Von Loon, which is Mystic, believe it or not, people. Um, oh, sweet. It's, it's their Pilsner that we've had in the fridge since Lager, Lager Madness. Madness. <laughs> wow. It's been hanging around. And, uh, yeah. Take that for whatever you want to interpret it as. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I am actually having a mead. Um, Ooh, nice. Because we're doing mead tonight, so I figured why not. Yeah. It's nice. Where's that mead from? Um, From Canada. A Canadian yeah, mead? Yeah, I went oh. to Canada one time and I bought mead. Interesting. <laughs> I went to Canada one time and bought Just mead. One what about poutine? Did you have poutine when you were there? Um, no. Okay, <laughs> next. Right. Next. Um, yeah, next topic. Next. Um, Moving on. <laughs> so, Matt, uh, you're wearing the uh, Chicago shirt today? You know, I am. I, As always, I'm always wearing my Chicago shirt. And yep. we're really, really, really into our shirts on tap this month because oh, man. the June month is awesome. June month is awesome. Yeah. I'm getting the Denver one, I believe. You are? Yeah, it's looking pretty cool. I don't know which one I'll get. Oh, I haven't decided Ryan, yet. You look really good in the artisan shirt. The artisan the shirt? The artisan one was really cool. It was yeah. Raw Mad here. It's kind of Alice in Wonderland theme with hops. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. I'll have to take a look. I didn't look. I didn't see it yet. So, yeah. okay. um, But it's cool. if you want to hear us brag more about our shirts on tap and you feel <laughs> left out, you could just join us. You could join us yeah. for five dollars, <laughs> actually, yep. for your first box. Yeah, yep. using, using our secret code, Brewbert. Wow, so secret. <laughs> yeah, so simple. It's secret. like we haven't been doing it for the last ten weeks. But hey, yeah. but it's hey. also like those like passwords and like top security doors, and mm. it's like one, two, three, four. Yep. Yeah, yes. it's yep. that's how easy that it easy. is. Brewbert. But, <laughs> but honestly, like um, I was talking to someone this weekend. I went to a. a you talk to people. Yeah, I went to a birthday party that's, that's and. Weird. Um, they were, oh, how's the podcast going? Blah, blah, blah. You sponsored, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it's like, oh, you know, I, I hate those podcasts that um, endorse things that, like, nobody really cares about. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. And, like, I, I listened to a podcast the other day and they were talking about Kitty Litter. And I was like, Kitty Litter? Seriously? What's hey, the podcast about? Who has Wrestling. It has nothing to do. Yeah. Um, I guess it's some pretty strong Kitty Litter. Yeah. You yeah. got to <laughs> wrestle away the, the odors. Yeah. Huh, they'll probably steal that from us, yeah, but probably. hey, whatever. <laughs> um, I really do everything that we promote here on the podcast because um, we've gotten other offers for silly things and we've said no because yeah. we believe in the products that we hundred percent we, we um, endorse. So I mean, Shirts and Tap is yeah one of those products because we talk with Josh, who's the Denver guy, and he is so close to the product and like it really is kind of grassroots and they're trying to do i think similar to what we're doing like mm-hmm. they realize they don't have to encourage people to drink craft beer 
Yeah. But they're showing people, like, if you go to Denver, like, we're sending you these six shirts. Go check out these breweries. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and kind of going off of what you're saying, where we only talk and about the things we believe in, it just makes it easier to talk about. Yeah. Um, because we really do like we actually, what, what yeah, we like um, care about. This what, yeah. What we have on the podcast. Yeah. So. And honestly, doing the po- like the sponsor plugs, if you will, are like yeah. the hardest part of the, it really the podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like we need to reinvent it every week. But yeah. I think us just being genuine and saying like we really Try. like shirts on tap. Yeah. It's true. And I mean, it's the same yeah. for, I guess, the segues right into like Where's beer and wine. Yeah, yeah, beer and wine hobby. hobby. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the same. Like, they've been like yeah. locally ran for years. Yep. Yep. Uh, they have a lot of cool kits there. When do. I we when do. I was there a few weeks ago, I was like, there's some serious kits here. Yeah. Um, like, everything that they had was top notch. Like, even someone who really doesn't know too, too much about yep. the home brewing equipment, I could tell that it's all top notch. Yeah, and we r- make all of our own uh, ingredient kits. We have a new one, Milkshake IPA, and I think we're also doing a Honey Wheat kit. So Interesting. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, anyway, so yeah, with... with um, But with that, like, Ryan, yeah. like, even if you aren't, super into it we can save you some money Hell using yeah. our secret secret promo code <laughs> Burroods. Burroods for 10 percent off your next order yeah and that that adds up um, oh it totally does yeah a lot yeah. of people don't really realize online, that basically pays your shipping if not yeah more. yeah i mean so it's it's cool. it's cool that we can offer that yeah. um and people have taken advantage of it it's awesome um and i just can't stand when uh uh, like you're at a retail store and people are like, you can't do more than 10%. Like 10% is a lot. It adds up. Yeah. So, um, so I hope you guys take advantage. Yeah. Do it. So, uh, <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> you know, I think we've kind of hit all the marks and this is a little bit longer of an episode. So, but it's yeah. fun and something different. You yeah. know, it's not like we're saying it's not beer. So you'll definitely learn something that you probably didn't know. And I also am going to say this, like if you are still listening at this point, um, don't be turned <laughs> off by the fact that we're doing mead. Um, I know a lot of people say like, oh, I've had mead once and it sucked. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just the same thing with beer. You know, you had beer once you don't like it. You just haven't found the one that you You've like. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, uh, and they do mead a little different there. It's very uh, dry. It's not yeah. sickly sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I remember. It's nice. Yeah. And I think what we're trying to do with not just sticking to craft beer is we're trying to, I hate the word, like erase the stigma, but like we're trying to erase the stigma that like you can't enjoy other craft alcoholic beverages yep. right yeah, like totally hey as, i drink wine yeah i'm not just here for beer i like <laughs> twisted teeth sometimes Gross. <laughs> nice. you know i found your half drink can on the top of my bookshelf uh, before we i recorded, recorded a podcast nice. drinking twisted tea one time so yeah nice. i was um it's like damn matt Gross. He, he strikes again <laughs> All right, well... Um, Without further ado, I suppose. Yeah. Our very good friends from Newburyport, Massachusetts, host Metery. Take it away, sound guy. Cheers. Erica, we are back together. We're back again. Once again. It's good. It feels good. It feels right. We are five <laughs> minutes from my house. Every interview should be uh, five minutes from my house. That's nice. Yes. <laughs> Not five minutes for me. <laughs> and for all the internet stalkers of mine out there, we are in Newburyport, Massachusetts. So yep. find out which five mi- minutes it is. Yes. And I'd be impressed. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have any stalkers. <laughs> oh, Yet. Yeah, Yet. Right. <laughs> Just you wait. Um, and we are here at... We're here at House, House Spare. 
Brewing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you didn't hear the noise in the background, it's not house beer. It's house bear. Like a... <laughs> the it's a growl. And, yeah. Yeah, like a um, growl. <laughs> and we're here with Carl and Beth. Uh, thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to do this. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're very excited to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to do this because this is our first metery. Yay! <laughs> Uh, and before you guys say, oh, I've only had my friend's crappy home-brewed mead, which was my experience, listen and learn about mead, because I regrettably don't know that much it's about delicious. mead. <laughs> and before um, we got on air, I talked with Carl and Beth, and they know a lot. So I'm very excited. One would hope. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, Didn't always start that yes. way. Yeah, yes. Of course. You looked up the cliff notes before you got here. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> the <Yes>. Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, um, so we start every interview this way. Uh, your role here at House Bear Brewing and your first memory of, let's say, a craft beverage. Or you can say beer or you can say mead. Yeah. Uh, actually, I discovered them about the same time. Uh, I just... I. I'm from Cleveland, and I discovered craft beer same time I discovered craft mead. And to me, they're both craft beverages. They just have different fermentables. And I think they're both awesome. And I was like, this is the reason people drink. <laughs> and, and Beth, your role here at, at, house, at house Beer. Chief executive bottle washer. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So my first experience, I, I was probably drinking what would be called craft beer, just, you know, sort of your non-pilsners way back when there was a place in Harvard Square called the Worst House, and they had a around the world in 80 beers kind of thing, nice. and I remember drinking <laughs> a black mamba from Africa, Ooh. which I think was just a really big stout at the time. I don't remember exactly, but that was sort of my first experience with craft beer, but with mead, I remember drinking it sort of in the mid-90s when mead wasn't really anything. There was about one company out there that did it, and it was really not good mm. and so the only way i liked it was cutting it with a pumpkin beer oh, and oh, man. sort of one of those ones yeah it was kind of like and, and then i'm like okay i can drink this so, so i want to add to my story okay. so um i discovered craft beer my friends and i i, I went to an all-girls catholic college Thank you. I went to an all-girls Catholic college, but all my friends were at Case Western Reserve University, and I hung out there, and we would go to this little tiny, tiny, like, it was probably, this, the store is probably like the size of that, of the vestibule and the entrance right there, very nice. small, okay. like, tiny. So we're and talking they, 20, 30 feet, no more. Yeah. yeah, and they had like the world's tiniest walk-in. It was like you walk in, and, and there's room for four people, like, shoulder to shoulder, and, and like, if you turn, you had to turn at the same time. <laughs> In order to see beer on either side. And it was like really expensive stuff. It was like the, the most amazing craft stuff. I'm like, <gasps> you know. You and heaven. Yes. <laughs> and I discovered craft mead for my friends who were, I had friends that were in medieval reenactment groups. Oh, and they introduced okay. me to brewing guilds and mead. And I was Very like, cool. this is great because I can learn how to brew with my friends, but I can have my own thing. And I can make mead and they can make beer. Mm. And so I've been making mead since. So. Very cool. So before we get to know you guys a little bit more, I'm sure mm. a lot of our listeners aren't super familiar with mead. Mm -hmm. uh, just like myself and Erica, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, give us a brief history of mead and how what it is, is how what it is and yeah what is mead more yeah. importantly so the big thing is mead is made with honey the way wine is made with a grape or beer is made with a grain when you're using honey as your fermentable it gets called mead and it's basically been around since alcohol has been around i mean for the most part you don't even so need forever yep forever <laughs> yeah. you don't need agriculture you don't need any sort of you know any sort of farming or anything you just have to find honey eventually if you get 
dilute it a little bit, the natural yeast in the air will turn it into you know this wonderful elixir we know as mead now. And so throughout the years, um, mead has basically been kind of a, an expensive drink because honey is very expensive. You can't really farm it, so you have to collect it or, you know, tend the bees. So I always call it the drink of kings and queens and gods and gangsters. People who had money, <laughs> they would basically have the rights to the mead or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, every society that has a honeybee probably has a form of mead. Um, and that's just sort of the way it is. You know, it's it shows up in Shakespeare. It shows up in Viking lore. It shows up in Ethiopia, in um, a group there called Tej. Um, we brought it sort of forward into the 21st century here and made it a little bit different. We're taking the twist of, you know, a lot of times meat is very sweet. Mm. Um, that's just the way it was fermented. You wouldn't necessarily be able to control the yeast back in the day. They didn't even know what yeast was. Yeah. True. So, you know, <laughs> yeast would sort of die out and you'd end up with a lot of residual honey in the mead and it would become sort of thick and syrupy, but it was also very you know, healthy at that point. Yeah. I don't know if you can call it healthy. It's got alcohol in it, but, you know, <laughs> certainly made you feel good. Do you but, do you happen to know the origin of mead in this country and how it came over? Or that's a good question. I'm not sure I do. I, I don't. I mean, I imagine that you know people brought it just with like them, just like else. anything else. Right. Yeah. Um, I read an article about. Oh shoot! I can't remember. If it was if it was Emily Dickinson or if it was like Charlotte Bronte or something? But like one, you know, um, it used to be that back in England. Every family, rich or poor, would make beer at home. Well, right. Yeah. And I think it was like Charlotte... No, Jane Eyre. Yeah, Charlotte. So it was like one of the Bronte sisters. Um, they they made beer and they made mead. And there was an article about it and I posted it on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, how cool is this? Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as this country, I don't really know. You know, the history of mead transcends... Time is the oldest fermented beverage, as Carl's saying. Right, right. Picture a caveman. He's got a sack made of skins. He wants to get... Honey, because honey is the only food that doesn't go bad. Right. And so when you're hunting and you don't catch anything, you've got to have some food that will get you through lean times. Yeah. And so hunting, uh, uh, caveman goes hunting and gathering, he gets some honey, puts it in the sack. Before he gets back, it starts to rain. Without water, honey won't start fermenting. But with once it rains, the wild yeast in the air can start working. And mm -hmm. before he gets back, it's the thing that started off as a food now is a beverage. And, whoa, has a lot of different Effects than it yeah. to start off with, <laughs> yep. and uh, you You're know, a little weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I'm so excited to try these. We have a flight of meat in front of now us. They've been staring at us. Um, we're going to get into what we're <laughs> drinking, but first, yeah. So, what was the original plan? Oh, Beth, you said you've been brewing meat for a while now, mm -hmm. but is that what you? first wanted to do or no no i mean i i think that you know along the way to the the seeds have been planted i you know for one of my birthdays i won't mention which one i went to sunset <laughs> grill okay uh in brighton <laughs> and they had mead on the menu and it was the first yeah. time i'd seen it there and it was two ounces for five dollars it was in a little beaker and yep. i was like wow that's a lot of money for so little mead and i tried it and said wow this is so bad this is worse <laughs> than my worst batch of mead now, let oh, me tell man. you about my worst batch of mead <laughs> my worst batch of mead was i made it before i left cleveland but it wasn't done when i had to i moved to massachusetts i bottled them perhaps prematurely yep <laughs> <laughs> and put them in a truck, and I put a blue tarp over my possessions in this pickup truck yes. and drove 660 miles. And when we got here, I discovered that Bottle I had definitely <laughs> bottled them too early, <laughs> and many of them had yeah. popped open, and there were little flecks of blue tarp in them. 
Ooh. And I said, nice. just for kicks, so I can find out how bad this is with blue tarp in it. How bad is this meat? I decided to try a couple sure. of them. I was like, wow, this is so, so bad. I never <laughs> want to have anything as bad as this ever again. Yes. So, you know, I think in some ways that sort of planted the idea in my head, you know, for somewhere down the line that I would do this because I said I could do better than this. Yeah. You know, but then it, I didn't really finalize, I didn't really firm up any ideas, you know, really get the idea that I want to do this until, you know, later I was getting my MBA. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do I want to do with this? Because it turns out I don't like finance. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so did you work in the finance world before this? No, I, no. I was getting my MBA and I did not want to graduate and do that. I was like, that would be terrible. <laughs> and I looked around my apartment at a car boys fermenting away. And I said, that's what I want to do. And if yeah. you can have brewery or winery, why not a meadery, right? And right. So I started tracking, you know, there are some meaderies out there, you know, that actually posted information about like how their capacity grown or how much their you know the their sales are grown and uh, so I was tracking these numbers over a five year I, I, I they had the numbers out there somewhere yeah. for a five year period so I could get, get the data on about seven different places and I said wow these places are growing at 700% a year and I double tripled quadruple checked this and I said this is under the radar right now yeah. but at some point there's going to be a craft meat explosion like craft beer explosion in the 90s right right I don't know when, I'm going to guess three to seven, <laughs> five to ten years, but yeah. soonish. Yeah. And I told my, my best friend, Carl, you should open a meadery with me. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, and at this point, I was, I was sort of in the tech, I was in, I, my background is the tech, and I'd been doing programming for a while, had been burned out on it, had a degree in it, and, but really was thinking, what's the next thing? And I was sort of in that amorphous point of, I don't want to do that, but I don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. And so Beth came to me with all these ideas of, let's do a meadery, let's do a meadery. <laughs> and and you like, brewed Can, I, can I tell them your response to me? I don't even remember it, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even like mead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, right. that's true. And right. then he tried mine, and he goes, oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, I think she had a raspberry mead, which was just fantastic. It was smooth, it was dry, it wasn't that heavy syrupy stuff, yeah. so... You know. But it, well, it wasn't actually technically a dry mead, but right. it was, wasn't was a thick syrupy stuff. It was sort right. of, yeah. you know, probably in the semi-sweet range. Yeah. But it was it was pleasant. Yeah. We I, didn't come up with the idea of doing dry mead till we were working on this. Yeah. 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 So, so, Beth, when did mead become less of a hobby and then a... F- what what time frame did that become a career change? Or? Somewhere in the 2008 to 2010, I was thinking, this is something I'd like to do. But I was thinking, hey, I'm going to work in something first and make yeah. a bunch of money and pay off my loans and, and, uh, and that, you know, and so it, I, that was where I was in the planning stages of like, what are the questions I need to address? Right. What do I need to know that I don't know I need to know? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do I need to look for in a partner? And, you know, that's when I was getting the idea. I think Carl would make a great partner, not just a really good friend. And um, every, by the way, everyone assumes that we're married and this, <laughs> he's the brewer and I'm the wife making, yeah. happy little wife of making course. his dreams come true. Of course. And people are always shocked <laughs> when they find out we're not married, we're not a couple, and that we both brew. And they're like, what? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, girls can brew too. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> and, and in fact, Beth is the one that introduced me to brewing in the first place. Right. And, you know, I love stuff like that. I just took to it and I started brewing a whole bunch of beer kind of things at home and never really done mead. So when she asked me to do mead, I'm like, okay, I'm going to defer to your experience on this one because I've never brewed mead. 
So I sort of threw in at that point. I'd gone around a, a lot of liquor stores saying, hey, you know what? Do you have any mead? Do you have any mead? They'd always show me one bottle, you know, probably Vikings Little dust blood. on it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Vikings blood. And it's yep. like a, a $30 or bottle. Chaucer's. Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to fly. I don't know if there's going to be a market for it. Yeah, he wasn't it, in so. yet when I yeah. asked him. He yeah. goes, I don't know. I don't know if this is actually... Yeah. I don't we'll think you're right. Research. This is going to be a thing, Beth. Yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, I kept going around the stores asking and asking and asking. I used to go and have dinner with my family on Sunday nights, so I'd go into the liquor store down there. And one time, about six months after I'd been in there earlier and got that standard stock response, I asked again, just sort of whatever, see what they have to say this time. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we got a whole mead section. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. what? When, when did that <laughs> happened he's like oh yeah there's a real uptick then he took me over to the mead section they had like four companies with a half a dozen different types of each one i'm like oh my god he's like yeah it's sort of the next big thing and i'm like okay beth i'm in sold <laughs> and at that point he started reading everything he could yeah. and researching yeah. and trying and like you know yeah. let's play with east let's do this let's try different honeys we've got a honey library so that when we if Very we want cool. to do something different, we were like, let's try these different honeys out and see if yeah. we want to use any of these. Yeah. And yeah. I think so when we uh, first started out, I was also in that sort of panic mode of like, I've just thrown in with a career <laughs> that I know nothing about. What right. am I going to do with what that? What am I doing? You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And do I really trust a prankster to be my know- <laughs> you know, the knowledgeable knowledge source of knowledge? <laughs> Yes. So it was kind of interesting because I came with it with a sort of a technical background coming from computers and I wanted to know exactly why everything was doing what it was doing. And Beth came from it with, you know, years of experience doing mead. And she's like, that's just the way you do it. I'm well, like, but just why? How it works. But, why? <laughs> but it, it wasn't it wasn't the this is just how you do it. It's, right. Yeah. My mom grew up on a farm in Brazil. And even though I grew up in Cleveland, we had a little garden in back. So and I was like. I don't know, six or seven years old, she handed me a knife and showed me parsley and told me to go out to the garden and get some parsley. And I looked at that sprig and I stared at it and I memorized every little contour of it and I knew exactly what parsley looked like. And I took my knife out there and I went over to the garden and everything was green. Everything was parsley. <laughs> and everything started to look the same. And I yeah. like, grabbed a handful of something and my mom said, honey, that's onions. Oh, no. Honey, that's garlic. Honey, that's carrots. And at some point, she goes, honey, that's grass. <laughs> and she had the cutest little accent, too. Yeah. And I was like, my, I'm so tired. I don't, they all look the same. Can't I just take it with me? She goes, no, honey, this is how you learn. Yeah. And so I grew up gardening and cooking with my mom. And a lot of times, she would measure things like this. This is how much, she right. cup her hand, pour some salt in, and says, this yeah. is how much salt you need for this amount of rice. Yeah. Then she cup her hand differently, and she goes, this is how much rice salt you need for this amount of rice. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, so I kind of learned a learn recipe, learn how to do it book wise, but then learn the how do you adapt with hands instead of spoons or (laughs) measuring cups kind of thing. So it's like I learn the the way things are done and then how you sort of morph things. And so. I didn't always have a good technical answer for Carl when he'd ask me questions yeah. yes. because I would sort of <laughs> learned bits and pieces along the way in different ways. So I didn't, this is how I know how to do it or this is why I do it or I don't know why I did it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that would be crazy for me because I'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah. I got to know. <laughs> it worked when I did it before and I liked that it worked. <laughs> um, exactly. You guys have a, a cool name. I like your, your name. Thank uh, you. You told me earlier how it came about, but our listeners obviously don't know. So tell yes. us, how did this name come about? Well, Carl is, in addition to my business partner, he's my best friend. And he's my best friend before we started working together. And he's a birder. Yep. I don't know, for anyone out there who doesn't know what a birder is, he's got a lifeless and binoculars and he goes out and looks at birds. So <laughs> that's what a birder is. And so he was at my house 
and we were doing a crossword puzzle. And one day he said, Beth, the house sparrows outside in your bushes are really loud. I was like, what? The house sparrows outside in your bushes are really loud. What? Like, I keep and saying it, and it's not sinking in. I'm like, the house sparrows no, are no, really he loud. He did, he did not slow down. He did not slow down, just for the record here. And we, I looked at him, I said, are you saying house bears? And he goes, no, there's no such thing as house bears. House sparrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I did slow down. At the end, yeah, right? <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> so when we were looking for a name, we are like, why don't we use house bear brewing? No one else will be using it. It's very personal. It's very us. And it's kind of a funny story why we picked it. Right. Yeah. So, and the domain name was open, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that helped. wrong with that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But people love the name. And they hear the story. Before they hear the name, whenever I say house bear, they hear house beer. Of course. And they, they go, house beer? I'm like, no, no, house bear. <laughs> and I make little claw marks with my hands. Yeah. Even if I'm on the phone with them, they can't see my hands. I still make a little claw Of course. Of and, course. and they know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be funny because I'll be working out in the back there and I look through the window and she's on the phone with somebody and I just see the claw marks going up. I'm like, yes. oh, she's talking to somebody about house bear. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Did you guys have any Plan B names? We always like to find out if there's any goofy hmm. Plan B names. I don't, I don't remember. It, it just sort of stuck. We we threw a lot of things around before that, but nothing that I can even really remember. Mm. I can't um, even remember picking any other names. Yeah, once yep. we hit House Bear, it was just sort of like, yep, let's go with it. But yep. we had a whole bunch of taglines we liked. You know, bears yeah. like beer, uh, bears like mead, bears like honey, the bears and the bees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, also, it, it works though. Yeah. Like when you think right. about a bears with with honey, it's yeah, like, right, yeah, exactly. And one of my favorite poo stories is about poo and honey. He goes to visit his friend Piglet, who offers him some bread with jam. He goes, "Oh yes, please." And he goes, "Oh, do you like honey?" He goes, "Oh yes." But then, thinking he might be being greedy, he told him to skip the bread. And he ate all the jam and all the honey that Piglet had. And he got so fat he couldn't fit through the hole. Yep. Yep. And they had to get Christopher up and, and they pushed and pulled and they couldn't get him out. And they decided to wait three days for him to skinny up before yeah. they could get him out again. And that's my favorite poo story. It's <laughs> good to know. Yeah. All right. So then when did you open up here? We opened in Amesbury, actually, in 2013. Oh, okay. okay. We didn't have a tasting room. So, yeah. so we just made meat and got accounts. We went to stores. Yeah. And, uh, we moved into this space. This is our second space, uh, Newburyport. Uh, August, August 2017. Yes. Yeah. So congratulations. Almost two years now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Nice space. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You followed Riverwalk. So you started where Riverwalk was initially in Amesbury? Yes. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of interesting. This is our second time stealing the space. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Exactly. Because we, we came in here because we were looking for space and we weren't sure where we were going to be. And we were talking to Steve, the owner. And he said, oh, we just vacated the space over there in Amesbury. You should go talk to the landlords. We're like, sure, let's do it. So we yeah. did that. The space was open and got in there. We were there for three know. years. Yep. And then we were looking for a place. We were growing, wanted a tasting room, wanted to be able to be a little more front-facing to you know the public and stuff. And so I think it was your boyfriend who saw an article that said Steve was building a new space around the corner. So we came in and we talked to Steve again. We're like, hey, what's <laughs> happening to this space? Yeah. <laughs> so, Please, Steve, buddy, pal, connect yeah. us as your landlord. <laughs> So it, internally, we sort of joke that, you know, when Steve moves out of his 20,000 20, square feet, <laughs> no we're just going to be like, what are you doing with that space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our trucks are outside. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So exactly. you started out going pretty hard at first because you 
didn't even have your doors open and you had a gold medal. Yes, meet. it was uh, so exciting. So, Which I'm going to try right Yeah, now, so we're going to try that. Um, and what, can you talk about it? So we're trying. Yeah, so the first meet you're going to try is called Show Bear because mm-hmm. a traditional awesome. meet. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A traditional meet is also called a show mead and we're house bear brewing, so we call them Show Bear. And this yeah. is our first traditional mead. It's made with blueberry blossom honey. For those who don't know, a traditional mead is just honey, water, and yeast. Now, that's the basis for all meads, but a traditional mead, you don't, you don't add other things like fruits and herbs and spices. This one is just blueberry blossom honey, water, and yeast. That won two gold medals. Our first one, uh, we received like a week or two before we were on shelves. Yeah. That's really so like, cool. Yay! <laughs> it was the uh, Meat Free or Die competition up in New Hampshire, and it yeah. was actually sponsored by Moonlight, Moonlight Meadery and Michael Fairbrother up there. Cool. And so it was kind the of good to get guy. that. Yeah. yeah, and he had had his operation up and going. We talked to him before we started and stuff, so, you know, very friendly and everything like that. So getting feedback from him yeah. on, a, on a gold medal standard Pretty was... Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. What better like way to get feedback right. than... Right. Get, yeah. Yeah. We were very nervous about this endeavor. Oh, uh, I can imagine. And <laughs> so we... We tried to talk to every mead maker we could to ask questions about their experience. You know, what are the pitfalls? What are the things we should know? And we talked to Brad from Bee Nectar, and we talked to Michael uh, Fairbrother from Moonlight, and we, we, Matt Nash from up at yeah, Sap House. Yeah, oh, so nice. They're so nice. And everyone in the community is so giving, mm-hmm. so willing to help, so friendly. It's like the happiest people in the world. And I'm like, well, could it be the mead? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so this one, the one, the mead you just tried, Show Bear with the blueberry but blossom honey. It was so it's, good. Yeah. It's uh, got floral and fruity esters and natural tartans. It tastes sort of similar to blueberry, I'd say. But yeah, yeah, similar. You yes. can get the blueberry notes in there. Now, the, the next four that you have are all based on the same recipe. Okay. Same, before we go on to that, yeah. I just want to point out that the uh, the second gold medal came from the Mazer Cup International in 2015, and that's the world's largest mead competition. Oh, wow. It's international, people from all over the world, and for me, that was just like that's huge. completely cool. floored that yeah. that came back. Super with humbling, medal. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny because all of our other medals are from the Mazer Cup, and mm-hmm. so we got... A uh, gold medal for Show Bear at the Major Cup, and we were like, "Yay!" Right. And the next year, we got uh, two medals at the Major Cup. But the way we found out was people started texting oh, us, yeah. going, "Congratulations <laughs> on your medals!" And we're like, "What <laughs> medals? Plural? Yeah. Yeah. What was it for? What medals were they? Oh, I don't remember." So yeah. we had to wait for like a week or two yeah. to find out what we won and for what. And we're yeah. like, "What meads won medals?" <laughs> and right. and were I think they we'd entered all four. Gold? Yeah, so we went in four, so we knew it was going to be a couple of them, but we just had no idea which right, ones. Right, of course. Well, and we I didn't know it was going to be a couple. I was excited. Actually, that first year, we we won two, because we got one for Demonic Presence, which is oh, our yes. chocolate hot pepper one as yes. well. Yes, That which sounds is, so uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you were mentioning, so, oh, yeah, so the, these we're going to post this on Instagram, so we have a picture of it, so you can see... Uh, what what means we're These drinking? Beautiful flights. right? And <laughs> and the labels on the next four are pretty plain because they were special specialty release meads or hand numbered bottles. Okay. So we didn't give them fancy labels because we didn't know if they're be coming back. Yeah. This one is something we release all the time. Yeah. But the next four are and they're the same exact recipe. The only thing that's different is the kind of honey, the variety of honey. Yeah. Honey varietals, and uh, I can talk to you about floral fidelity if you want, because that's pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the next one is orange blossom. That's very fragrant, very citrusy. You gotta—I mean, I, you should always smell the meat, the drink you're having. But oh you my gotta, god, yeah, yeah, no, that's nice. Thank you. That's real nice. Well, I'd like to take credit, but I should give some of the credit to the bees because they were pretty amazing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is great. That's real good. Yeah. 
So this is yeah. or- you said this, you mentioned this is an orange, but it does not have orange in it. Right. It's not right. Orange juice. <laughs> yeah. It's orange blossom, which means the bees have forged in the flowers of the blueberry plant. And people orange tree. <laughs> orange tree. Was... What a, you said, said blueberry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> the bees of flower, forest, and the flowers of the plant. <laughs> In this case, orange. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, people have asked me, "Well, how do you know? How how is it that you can have a, a variety of honey?" And, and it's yeah. called floral fidelity. What happens is. It's too bad people aren't going to see me do this. Um, so it, a bee goes and finds some really amazing honey. You're like, I got to tell the rest of the gang. So they go. The, the bee goes back to the hive and they do a little dance. They wiggle their bottom. They I feel like I circles. remember this from they, elementary school or they, something. They flap their wings. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the, um, the bird dance or something. You see yeah. weddings? Right. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, right. The chicken dance. The chicken dance. Yes. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> like that, except... This is telling other bees, like, how far away from the hive, how close the horizon, how far east, west, north, south, like, everything. Like, so when they go, they all get to that same place where all the... Yeah. And it's like, let's just say the blueberries uh, are in bloom. They all go to the blueberry blossom. That's all they're having. And the apris knows, knowing what's around the hive, knows what they're having. So he knows, okay, the blueberries are in bloom until, you know, mid... August or something, let's just say. Yeah. So mid-August, he takes out the combs, he takes off the honey, puts in fresh combs, and then they go to the next thing in bloom. And that's how you get a varietal. Okay. Um, the When I mentioned floral fidelity, what that means is once they find that plant they like and they, the bee goes and tells everyone else, they don't go to anything else. They mm. only go to that bloom until it's gone. It's they're called, committed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. committed to this. <laughs> until I like that's called floral fidelity. I was yeah, like, what the good. hell does that mean? Isn't that cool? But it's yeah. actually like... We're just super loyal to this. Yeah. This is all we're going to eat yeah. for the next three months. We're okay with this so you better very like it. limited diet. Mine would be like chocolate. Yeah. I have floral fidelity to chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, I'm, gonna, go. yeah. I'm only going to eat barbecued meat yeah. for the next three months. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. So we have orange, and then I believe the next one, not to steal your thunder, cranberry? <laughs> yep, cranberry blossom. It's tart, it's fruity. It tastes similar to a cranberry, but not quite as tart as if you were having the juice or the fruit. And you mentioned before, uh, people's perception is mead might be high in sugar. These are relatively low in sugar. These are all yeah. dry meads. And we made a conscious decision when we first start, got started to only do dry meads. Oh, this one's great. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is yes. nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, you know, when I was trying to, like, figure out what, you know, like, when I was, you know, filling out, you know, this when I was working the, my MBA and I was, like, doing extra credit assignments to try to answer questions I needed to answer and figure out the questions I need to know. People kept saying, well, well how, what makes you different than, say, another Everyone else. place that yeah. opens up? Yeah. And I was like, we got great flavors. We're really delicious. Like, anyone else wouldn't be saying the same thing. Right. right. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, because I remember early conversations where we were trying to find out what are we doing, what is, what's our niche within the, the market, how do we differentiate. And it, it was when, some, at some point, people were coming up to us going, it, like I think we were at a fest and people were like, mm-hmm. "Didn't you want to try us?" Yep. Because Aww. they heard the word mead. And you're like, "Oh no, they no, think I it's syrup or whatever." Yeah, right? exactly. I've, yeah. I've had mead. It's like that's like saying I've had a beer. I had Samuel Smith, <laughs> and I know what all craft beer tastes like. Right. Yeah. right. And so like, oh, I've had a mead, and I know it's not for me. It's very sweet. Yeah. And we're like, they don't know that it doesn't have to be sweet. Right. Yeah. Why don't we make dry meads? Because I don't know if I knew that either, to be honest. Yeah, this is any, very different than yeah. anything I've ever exactly had before. Exactly the same. So, yeah. so I like to have people picture Pac-Man. Now, Pac-Man <laughs> is the yeast, and the little circles are sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're making alcohol, 
Pac-Man eats little balls of sugar and creates alcohol. Right. So with beer, you're they're ferment, the yeast are eating the sugars and grains. Yep. Wine, they're fermenting sugars and grains. In mead, they're fermenting sugars in, in honey. So all you have to do is let the yeast eat more sugar. Mm-hmm. Right. And you'll have out. less sugar, higher alcohol. Yeah, I mean, it, depending on how much. I mean, it will be higher alcohol than if they has less sugar. Mm. Um, you know, it's just sort of a proportional thing. Right, right. Um, anyway, so we're like, why don't we make dry mead? We can do that. People don't have, we can introduce people to a different kind of mead. Yeah. Well, that's sort of what we've been doing all along. And it's kind of interesting because I'll be out doing a tasting and I'll, I'll see that person that says, oh no, I don't like mead. <laughs> and I immediately clue in on how I'm going to get that sale yes. because I look at them and I'm like, is it too sweet for you? Yeah, right. And they almost usually say yes, yes. you know. And so I'm like, well, come on over, try mine. They're dry meads. They're not like anything else. And they are universally turned around by it. I had one guy came over and he swore he wasn't going to try it. And then he tried it and he was so enamored with it. He's like, honey, honey, come over here. <laughs> that's calling his wife over and the wife yep. is looking at him like what is it yeah <laughs> yeah and he's like i'm gonna buy a bottle <laughs> was it was it ever your goal to change the perception of mead was it was it something that you were frustrated with not not a, well i wouldn't say frustrated uh it wasn't it was it wasn't like originally we're going to open a yeah. to change everyone's perception it's more like we love mead and this is going to be a thing and this would be a great thing to do because we love mead. Yeah, I think it was never really a stated goal to like convert people from sweet mead to dry mead. We're happy with all meads out yeah. there. Right. But with our niche, it's sort of education was always going to be a big component to it because people just don't know enough about mead. Yeah. So being a dry mead, it was sort of an education to the people who already knew mead and to the people who didn't. Yeah. So it sort of became not not exactly a mission statement, but it's sort of like explaining to people that dry meat is a different meat, and it's a, it's a thing. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. In right. addition to teaching people about mead, we had to teach them that we're different than a lot of the meads out there that right. they've had that were right. sweeter. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is that for the people who don't like mead because it's too sweet, they're afraid to try us until we're. It's like, Really, this is dry meat. Try it. I promise. And then they're, then they're the people that like sweet meads. Who are like the sort of the fanboy crowd who only like sweet meads, who who will like I we had one someone on one of the places you rate your brews mm-hmm. said this is kind of watery for mead. <laughs> well, true, it's <laughs> a dry you, mead. Yes, like, have you ever had yes. dry mead before? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <Yes>. like, <laughs> it's just yeah. definitely a lighter, crisper yeah. beverage than the other stuff. Certainly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's not to say that we're better. That it's just a different. It's different. It's a different yeah. experience. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. so we and so when people come in and they say, "Oh, now I've had meat," I'm like, you know. And sometimes they mean it in a good way, and sometimes not. Like sometimes they love our meat, and they're like, right. "Now I've had meat." Yeah. And sometimes they're like, "Oh, now I've had meat." And <laughs> but you know the thing is, I always say no. Whether you like us or don't like us, we are not the end-all, be-all. It's right. mead. There's, there's so, a universe like of beer, possibilities. Right? Like exactly. we were talking earlier, there's so many other beers out there. Right. And, yeah. You know, you can have all these different beer styles, all these different ingredients. Yeah. All these, so meads can be still, they can be carbonate, they can be flat, they, uh, they can be dry, they can be sweet, they can have a world of ingredients. The only things, two things we can't put in mead are grains and molasses. For tax reasons. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. If you <laughs> Which, want to go to that later, we can. But. <laughs> no, let's so, not go there. Let's yeah, not go yeah. there. So, right so that's why meat is gluten-free. But we can add just about anything else. Yeah. And, you know, when t- sometimes people hear our flavors, look, like with our Bloody Mary mead, they're like someone who loved the Ooh. mead said, what possessed you to come up with this? And I said, huh. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, from my point of view, I think that's one of the things I really love about mead is there's really no limit to it. You, yeah. I, I, my sort of internal mantra is if you can think it, you can brew it. Of course. Yeah. You I know? mean, you totally. so, case in point, you use the chocolate. Yeah, we have the chocolate, hot pepper. Yeah. And that's not even that 
crazy for a mead. I think the Bloody Mary really starts to push push limits because we're really not doing a sweet meat at all mm. with that one. That's, yes. that's going all savory. Well, it's savory, it's sweet, mm. it's spicy, it's, it's umami. Kind of it's ex- exact opposite of what you expect. Right, right exactly. Right. And it was kind of interesting, too, because we wanted to do something that was kind of savory. And, yeah. you know, being cooks and, you know, having fun in the kitchen and stuff, one of the things was tomatoes have a lot of alcohol-soluble flavors. So when you start thinking along those lines, you start saying, well pull those out with the mead instead of, you know, with vodka or something like that. And then right. you, all of a sudden you, it just sort of takes on its own life. And it's like, yep, Bloody Mary meat. There it is. It's awesome. You know. That sounds really interesting. So you've got two more meats yes. in front of you. Yes, we do. Uh, these have no fruity esters. So the first three you had were sort of fruity. These okay. two are more earthy. It's a perfect transition. Yeah. Right yes. there. So right. this is called Christmas berry. It also is called Brazilian pepper, Florida holly. It's got a number of different names. It's earthy, slightly heavier than the first three. It's got caramel notes. It kind of tastes like sweet potato. Yeah, yeah and I get different. a... I like it's it. definitely it, different, yeah. A, yeah. A sort of a woody note to it, sort of a pininess yeah. to it. And yeah, to which me, I don't get. But yeah, that's, that's the other thing is realize just how diverse taste buds are. Yeah, everyone so. gets something different when they try mead and they go, oh my God, the strawberry basil, so many strawberries, no basil. And another person, oh no, strawberries, tons of basil. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Well, this has a, an interesting throat feel for mm-hmm. me. You know, okay. I get a... I, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, I have a. No, throw, I, like I get a. I got, is it, there is there pepper in there, or is there nope. anything spicy? That no? is just the honey. These That's are honey. all varietal honeys wow. right now. Wow. So that it's it's really in there to sort of showcase how different varieties really yeah. can affect and how different they are from each other. Definitely. It's the same amount of honey, the same everything. The only thing that's different yeah. is the kind of honey. So even though you might be getting like a, a more viscous quality yeah. that one, it's just that honey. That's crazy. And is so that I, weird? Yeah, that's really weird. It's interesting. So it's where really do cool. you go to get I was dip- just oh, thinking sorry. that yeah, 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 where do you get your honey if that's not too uh, telling? I mean, is it local or Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But like do, do you do you say to you somebody to like <laughs> I'm really looking for this honey that tastes like sweet potatoes or I'm really looking for this honey that tastes like apples. Is it something that you go and mine or they say, this is what we have. It's sort of a little bit. You learn about the different types of honeys and then you start thinking about what could you do with that? Yeah. Like there's a uh, honey called meadow foam, which is got a a lot of sort of marshmallowy flavor to it. (laughs) And so Beth has got a, I want to make an ambrosia salad mead with cherry juice, coconut milk and mellow meadow foam. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be so delicious. I think so, it would be really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back when you have that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I get ideas for meads all the time, and I text Carl. I even come up with a funky name. Yeah. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, Carl, what was that mead that I sent you? He goes, I don't know. You sent me, like, five that week. <laughs> I know. I don't write them down. It's not yeah. like I'm your band name notebook. Seriously. <laughs> so what size is your brewing situation right now? Like, do you brew a lot? I mean, we got a 2,000 square foot space. Okay. We have enough barrels, and we use 50 gallon barrels. Yeah. Okay. We have yeah. enough barrels to do 1,750 gallons at a time, which would wow. be about 1,200 cases if we were to use all the barrels at the same time. We right. don't generally because we want to have barrels to rack things into and then filter into. Okay. So we don't generally use everything. Yeah. Uh, and we, you heard the, ta- the term rack and filter. Uh, this is a clear liquid, by the way. Yes, it's very our clear. Hop, <laughs> our hoppy, hazy friends out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, the, no, that's fine. Yep. So, yeah, we rack and we filter, and we want to give you a crystal clear, beautiful mead to drink. Um, a lot of meters out there have, like, you can see a lot more color. They're filtering less than we are. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, or and there's some, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, some don't filter at all. Yeah, yeah. very op- um, opaque. 
So it just yeah. depends on how you're doing it. So a lot of those things were, you know, decisions along the way of do we want to filter? Do we not want to filter it? Yeah. yeah. Some and people was, cook the honey. Some people don't. Yeah. There's we, we definitely do not cook the honey. We definitely okay. love all the, the nuance of the raw and filtered honey. And you sure. just get so much better flavor, so much more character to it. And one of those ones, too, you can give people a glass and say, this is one ingredient. You're drinking honey. That's all right. you're drinking. Right. And that, that sort of blows people away because they're like, there's so much going on there. I'm like, yeah. well, it's honey. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. so. there's, there's a trend going on right now uh, to make something called boche. And boche mm. yeah. is basically where you cook... When I was a home brewer, I used to cook my ingredients together like you would beer. You know, I'd mix sure. honey and water together. Make a mash almost. Right. Like yeah. Mm. And then I would let it cool, add it to a carboy that had some water in it, pitch my yeast. Like, you know, anybody sure. else. As, as professional brewers, we don't do that. But the boche is where you take, like, you've got a kettle and heat and you cook the, the honey by itself and you caramelize it. Oh, wow. And then when it's cooled some, then you add the water and you mix it up and then you pitch your yeast. So what you're going for is you're trying to caramelize the honey to get some really good, delicious, dark, nutty, caramelly notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, huh. pretty, it's pretty good. Um, I, I recommend you try these different things. Of uh, course. Um, we had one from, I want to say Laurel Highlands in Pennsylvania. They had yep. a very nice boche, um, delicious caramel notes. We like to, whenever possible, try the meats from different places around the country so we can see of what course. other people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Um, oh, so... Yeah, yeah no, no, that's no, no, I'm just, I'm so excited <laughs> to try it. I'm sorry for holding <laughs> you back from drinking the mead. The last one in this rack that you have is Butterbean. This is one I'm right, the most excited, excited about, about just about. because <laughs> uh, Butterbean, you might think that this is going to be like a toffee or something like that. It's not. Butterbean, explain, is... It looks like a lima bean, but it's yellow. <laughs> Literally, you've probably yep. bought it before and in the grocery store. You probably <laughs> didn't like it when you were a kid, but yeah. love it now. And yeah. then yeah. on those ex- you know, wonderful explanations of what the... the Whoa. The legume is. I also tell people this is a nice, mild, pleasant honey. Yeah, because again, (laughs) all the flavors are coming from the the flower as opposed to, you know, the fruit or the vegetable on it or whatever it is. I never expected it. This is the. the sweetest one to me, <laughs> which yeah. is weird. I never expected it to be this sweet. But the weird thing is, it's not. It's a dry mead, and it's the same level of sweetness as all, all the, the other ones. ones. Yeah. They're all yeah. the same. It's yeah. just how your palate is perceiving the elements in there, which of is course. isn't that neat? It's so crazy, and you and, would never think a legume would be would give yeah. this flavor. Right, and, and it's really again, it's the flower. So all of them are coming from a flower, and what's imparting is mm-hmm. that interesting yeah. part of the plant, you know. It is. And then, you know, you get that perceived sweetness with something like the orange. You've got a little more of a tartness or a yeah. citrus, which cuts back your perception of sweetness. Right. So it becomes one of those things. Each nuance sort of plays out in terms of the overall character. For sure. So. Now, I'm going to pour the other ones for you. The, those you just had are, are yeah. dry meads, and we're, I'm going to pour an order of sweetness, except for the last one. Bloody John would put it at the end. And this is the same level of sweetness as the meads you're having okay. right now. Cool. Okay. But because it's got so many other flavors going on, I didn't want to really drop yeah. the other yes. ones. Yes, we appreciate that. No. I will let Carl talk while I pour. Yeah, so Carl, you yep. mentioned earlier um, you were just using honey. So you're, mm-hmm. what you get is what you're drinking. Now, when you add yep. stuff, it's going to use the natural sugars. So. Yeah, correct. Um, but you're not adding sugar. You're, no, we're yeah. not. Nothing gets to add. All of our ingredients are real ingredients. We're not using any extracts or flavorings or anything like that. Again, you get the best flavor from the real thing. So yeah. the beans, you, know? you literally just put the beans in with the honey and the There water. are no beans. There are no, no beans. Yeah. It's, it's a bean f- flour. Right. Okay. So that, that one is, again, that one's That's, just sorry. honey. It's the That's honey. honey. <laughs> 
So where does yeah. the bean thing come from? I'm sorry. It's a oh, butter I bean miss that pl- part. Um, it's a butter bean plant. <laughs> okay, right. So right. it's basically they're foraging the flower fidelity. They're okay. going out and doing that on the floral okay. part of the plant. So, I understand now. We're yeah. good. I just, <laughs> it's the science behind it is what's captivating me the most. Yeah. Is that uh-huh. some, someone out there, and I, forgive me, ap- ap- the, who the, the person that... A purist. A purist. Oh, yeah. Um, knows that or beekeeper beekeeper yes, <laughs> yes. right um, yes. i don't know which term is more politically correct no. <laughs> right. um, they're interchangeable unless yes. you talk to the government and then yes. they'll tell right. you one of these. so right. it's just amazing to me that someone can go out there and say well all these they were loyal to yeah they had what was flower plants. fidelity to, yeah flower fidelity to you know raspberry bushes or right. you know beets or whatever you know yeah it's amazing and yeah. it's amazing it's so such different flavors i mean for right. me i just thought it was Honey is honey. And yes, there's certain nuances, but I never really tasted such nuances like this. Right, and that's exactly why I did this varietal lineup, because Mm -hmm. people really just mainly, you know, if you haven't ever heard of varietal honeys or don't know much about honeybees, which I didn't before I started the company, (laughs) you know, you find out all these really interesting, fun things. And then that sort of showcases how honey is just such a vast library of, you know, flavor. Of course. You know. And then to continue with this too, so out of curiosity, there's been a lot of talk about bees and kind of, yep. not the extinction, but you know, they're having a hard time right now. Do yep. you guys do anything about that? or We like to say we're saving the world one glass of meat at a time. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely hear a lot of the stories. We've heard some of the background. We heard some guy about five years ago from Harvard who had done a study about the colony collapse disorder. I'm not sure what the state of it is now. They've definitely gotten some inroads and it's not as bad, but it's still something that's a problem out there. Right. And, you know, it was also something too, right when we started the company, we started hearing all the stuff about bees are going to go away and we're like, oh no, (laughs) that's that's our bread and butter, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. So you guys are in the the business, the craft, we call it Mm -hmm. craft brewing business. Um, You've done some collaborations with beer. Yep, we um, actually... Uh, can you team, talk about that? Yeah, 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 sure. When we did our first beer festival, it was in Amesbury when we were brewing over there, and we were pouring next to Navigation Brewing from Lowell, and one of their owners, PJ, was there, and we were at the same table, mm. and the table next to him. So we just started talking and talking brewing, and you know, this is our first fest, and whoa, yeah, and all. And so as things got going, we at, on our license, we actually can't do anything with beer, but on a beer license, they can do something with honey. So mm. we talked about doing a collaboration with them, and they've got this really great brown ale that they do with a wild rice. They do. And uh, so we did, I, I'm not sure what they ended up using, whether it was a killer bee honey or whether it was a Brazilian pepper honey for that one. Right. So. Just to add to this, we can't have grain. It's not just we can't do stuff with beer. We can't have grains right. in our property. We can't have grains in our mead. They can't have mead in their beer, but they can add honey. <laughs> To this, so it's uh, all fine print, right? right. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot <laughs> like, of that. So and we were telling uh, Matt this earlier that what we did was we carved over carboys that we had just mixed the honey, water, and yeast together. Yes. So technically, it wasn't mead because it hadn't started fermenting right. yet. It's just, it's just, it's honey just water. Honey. raw exactly. ingredients. Yes. <laughs> so we brought in two carboys to like stabilize them in the car, drove them over, brought yeah. them over, go try these and see which one you'd like to use. Right. Right. So <laughs> that was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're kind of at the presence with what you get with the present where you guys are. Yep. Um, new tap space. Obviously, you're busy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys also do farmers markets. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that's exclusively for mead? Because I don't see beer often at farmers markets. Yet. Yeah. I was, was going to say, say there's some rule changes going on with that. Yeah. Yes. Correct. But yeah. so mead is technically, and I hate to tell people this because they always say, "Is mead a beer or wine?" I say, "Neither. Mm-hmm. It's mead." And they go, and they keep asking me, and I go, "It's really just, just mead." And, and, <laughs> and then when they when they press, I can say, "Well, legally." Yeah. For tax reasons only, meat is considered wine. Yeah. But that's because of the way the government taxes. If you distill things, you're a spirit. If you have grains, you're beer. Everything else to the is government wine. is yeah. wine. But for yeah, tax reasons saying. only. Yes. That's why we are gluten-free, because we can't have grains. Yep. Um, yep. So cider's a wine. You know, Which is so a wine. weird to me. Yeah, and right. so when I say, right. I say c- cider's a wine, legally, for tax reasons, right. but we are no more wine than ciders. And I go, oh, you're like cider. I'm like, yes, like yes. cider. <laughs> and so they totally get it after I say that. Yeah. So because mead and ciders are considered wine, and some number of years ago, I want to say six they decided to allow wines at farmers markets because it's an agricultural product, mm-hmm. right? That's how you guys. Well, this is in. certainly an agricultural <laughs> right. product. This right, right. There's no doubt about right. that. No. Yeah. So, so that's how we got in, and, and when we heard that, we're like, "Yay!" So we, we signed up for farmers markets, and we love it. But there's some new rules in the horizon, not yet oh, finalized. Yeah. Bad, though. I've but been hearing that. Yeah. Beer is about to be something you can have at farmers markets, yeah. which is great. And terrible at the same time. Great because we love beer and we think of beer course. should be at farmers yeah, markets. Totally. However, a lot of places think, well, we shouldn't have, you know, more than one mead at a farmers market. We shouldn't have more than one cider. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't. So it's like, okay, there's yeah. like 150 farmers markets. And not all of them like close to 300 you. breweries in this area. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. There's like, you know, 500 yeah. breweries, yeah. five meaderies. I don't know how many cideries. Yeah. And. We're not going to get into all of them because they're going to say, I'm sorry, we already have We're a books. brewery and a cidery, or oh. we've got a meadery and a... Right. right. Instead right. of being that perennial person that's right. there, yeah. it's kind of... Oh. <laughs> But we're different. You should try us. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, you're in Newburyport. Where is the physical location? We're going to mention it again at yeah. the end of it. But you're in Graff Road, right? We're yep. at the corner of Low and Graff yep. in the industrial area of Newburyport. So the when ad- people think of Newburyport, they often think of the downtown area. Mm. And the address is 3 Graff Road, Unit 15. And if you're familiar with Riverwalk Brewing, it's their old space. And uh, they're around the corner from us now. So, right. so if you are, you, there is three breweries within yep. a, what, quarter of a mile proximity? Yeah. Actually, it's a Newburyport, great walking trip. Newburyport <laughs> Brewing is basically right across the street. Yep. Riverwalk is around the corner. And if you draw lines from one to the other, they form a tri- it forms a triangle. And I like to call it the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> so and we I- always... We always tell people, come up and get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Nice. No, it's perfect. Nice. Because we're very punny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right. So I'd love to know, uh, so from left to right, we are drinking, I see. So the first one is World War B. And, and that has a that. cool... Love it. We love the label. Is, yeah, the label's yeah. yeah. This... That was actually my brainchild because I spent, like, you know, Saturday afternoon growing up in front of the... TV watching we both movies. Yeah, yeah, watching Creature Double Feature. <laughs> love it. So it was the like killer bees and all that. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's giant bees dropping lemons on horrified people with a burning you know, city behind. The that's second so you great. mentioned lemons, my taste. I was like, I taste lemons now. So, yeah. And that's yeah. what this yeah. is. And so we wanted the label to be our homage to Monster Movie Post of the fifties. So we got in Beast from Outer Space dropping gigantic lemons, causing general havoc yep. on terrified people. And we've got nice 
arcing letters. Yeah. World War B. And uh, who That's does good. your your art? Well, this one it was the one label that I didn't do from start to finish. We had someone else start it, and we told them exactly everything we wanted: arcing letters, terrified people, havoc, yeah. Yeah. run space. You know, and he he was doing a great job. But then at some point, he goes, "I've been working on this for twelve hours." We're like, "Stop! Stop now! We can't afford you." <laughs> yeah. So I finished the label, cool. and I've I've done the label since. Cool. Uh, so this is our adult lemonade. It's a lot of fun. It tastes no, great. Straight. Good. You yes. definitely get some nice yeah. lemon. Hints Every in time there. you mention lemon, it's yeah. like I can I pick it up more and more. So this was a fun one because I originally thought of this as a really icy cold backyard beverage yes. when you're grilling or something like that. I wanted a oh lemonade, so that like was my a steak idea. Or something or chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when we finally got out there to the wild, we got a, a bartender over in Amesbury at Crave, the restaurant over there, who decided, yeah. hey, can I put some uh, bourbon in this? And we're like, yeah, oh. absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just it had a whole other life. It, right. it went from a summer beverage into a winter beverage. And then we had our grand opening here in January of 2018, and we had another bartender come in, and she ended up doing a hot toddy with it. Oh, wow. So it was just That's one of these idea. ones. And then, again, further on into the summer, we ended up uh, teaming up with my sister, who's got a spice company, still in Little Garden Farms. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's got a tea mix that she calls ruby rose tea and it's got hibiscus and things like that so we ended up doing oh, our palmer really oh my that. god yeah that's yeah. what i was just thinking how do you feel Arnold about palmer. the mead cocktail oh we like, love it I, yeah. I, it's great yeah because we don't want people to get stuck in the is you know it, like the wine thing where is you know this one is chilled this one isn't right, what are the rules we right. don't want for people to get stuck in rules so we have mead tales for all of our meads Cool. Uh, that's awesome. Because we want for people to feel free to experiment. Yeah, because yeah. it's and just that's, lemon that's honey spirit. is basically what that is. You can mix right. it with right. so much. And, you know? and the, the Arnold Palmer we made, which we call uh, War and Peace, because this is World oh, War P, and good. we used an herbal tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, yep. It's hot, it tastes like you have a mulled mead, and cold, it tastes like you're just having a nice yeah. herbal tea, and it does not taste alcoholic. It's really supremely drinkable and it's like wow i could have this all day long and not think about the fact that it, this is six yeah. percent right so the meat um and this is my ignorance is meat served best cold warm room temperature now you keep whatever meat you at like. room temperature <laughs> yeah um, so the fun thing about meat again there's no protocol and that's what we love about it you know you don't have to drink it cold you don't have to drink it warm but we do say if you drink it room temperature you'll definitely get more of the nuance of the flavors yeah if you drink it cold it's much more crisp and refreshing but we also say play around with it that's yeah. what we do in our, you know, brewing. You but know, you, when endeavors. you serve it to people at the tap room, it's always yep. room. We, well, we uh, usually, I serve it cold. This but was chilled. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm. We're craft beverage people. We tend to chill everything, and so we always tell people try both ways and see how you like it because you're not me. You right. might like I it love room that. temperature. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. yeah, and so try both ways and see how you like it. So this one is our. This tastes great straight, but also makes nice with bourbon. Mm. I would have this any kind of fish dish: cod, tilapia, oh. fish tacos. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's the I other would just thing. drink it straight. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So now, exactly. the next one is called Paradise and Paved. It's passion fruit, which is very, very tart. Now, these were, um, for the listeners who don't know, these all have fruit added after, correct? Yeah. Or, yes. Or so we do a this primary is not from ferment. the bees. All of our right, meads, right. we ferment the honey, water, and yeast. Mm-hmm. We take that to dry. Then yeah. we add any fruits or herbs or spices or whatever, yep. and we take that all the way dry. Yeah. And then once we've done that, we rack it off the leaves, which is the waste, any f- fruit puree, any dead yeast hulls, all that stuff. That's the stuff at the bottom. Right. That's called leaves, L-E-E-S. And we rack it off that. Then we would back sweeten it to the level we want because all of these have a certain place where we want the sugars to end up. 
we don't want to stop it on the way down. We feel that it's not stable doing it, so we bring it back up. We then we stabilize it and we filter it and we bottle it, and that's the process. This is a great nose. So by this the is way. passion fruit. This smells amazing. Passion yeah, fruit, which is very yeah. very tart, almost the point of astringency. Think like pineapple, that kind of. Yeah. Sort of tart and sweet kind of flavor, Ooh. and then we add. <laughs> I know this is good. Ooh. This is then we, add, we have prickly pear, which is a cactus fruit, which is sweet like a mild melon, and mm-hmm. it gets very tropical. So I yeah. used to tell people when they have this, they should close their eyes, picture me like on, I'm on the beach. beach. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Maybe the sand's a little too hot, but that's okay because that's there's okay. the ocean breeze going by, <laughs> wafting the thatch head, wafting the thatch over your head, and you're having a drink, and life is okay. It's summer right now. Right. It's summer. Yeah. I feel great. It's <laughs> summer anytime you have this, even yes. in the dead of winter. Yes. Yeah. And so I also want to make a quick comment because, Erica, your response to that was perfect. That like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. yeah I had one that I, one of the better responses I had doing tastings. I think it was to that particular mm-hmm. brew, the Paradise Unpaved, and I called it the three ooh response. Yes. Where it's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you know. So I love that when people have that because it, it sort of sneaks up on you. You've got these different layers yeah, to it. Yeah, different layers. And your brain and is still processing and it sure. just enjoys the whole experience. Yeah. You know? So no, I, I love yeah. that. I definitely find myself taking a small sip, seeing how it is, and then like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to finish this. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Now, this one I would have. Uh, now, this tastes great straight, but it also makes nice with rum if you like rum. And if you do like to do the mm-hmm. local thing, I do privateer silver. Cool. Yeah. cool. That's that's where we first figured that out. We were pouring next to them and there was a glass here and <laughs> a glass there. And we mixed them up together. And we're like, this is pretty tasty. Let's yeah. keep doing this. Yeah. So for anyone who you, you guys can't see our faces, but Carl and I are kind of like an old married couple in a way. We have very different ideas about where things, like the origins <laughs> things. So it's like sometimes <laughs> they'll say something. I'll go, that's not how it happened. <laughs> but that's okay because I'm sure there are things that I say he does the same thing. No, like, no, 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 no. I'm sure that doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So the next one is Nursery Crimes. I'm very excited about this one. Now, uh, I got the idea for this one. I was at a restaurant in Waltham called Solea. I love Solea. I love oh, loved tapas because I get food envy. Like, I'll spend a lot of time mm-hmm. picking up my meal. Yep. I'm very excited about it. Then everyone's food comes. I'm like, oh, that looks good, too. Ooh. I do the same uh, thing all I, the time so, with my boyfriend. Ooh, what, what, is, what is that? Yeah, I'm always the person. So, what is that? so yeah. I love tapas because everyone gets small plates and everything. Share. It's perfect. And so yeah. I... I've been going to them since they opened, and one day they had a pineapple basil martini, and I said, okay, yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. But I figured it would be a nice novelty, a cute idea, mm-hmm. you know, a, you know, a little fad. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, basil's how you make pineapple taste fresher. And I was like, now I need to make a meat with basil in it. And I mm. couldn't, I kept thinking and thinking. I was like, well, I don't do pineapple basil. I just had that. And... I don't know why I came with strawberries. Nobody else was doing strawberry at the time. There was no strawberry, basil, ciders. And this was before probably Notch mm. did this. Uh, yes. Not Notch. I mean, uh, Far From the Tree. Yes. Far From the yeah. Tree. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we told mm-hmm. Al at a tasting that we, we, were, we, were, we had a strawberry, basil, yeah. and he goes, oh, that sounds good. No, so it's really good. Um, but I told Carl, I said, Carl, I think I want to do a strawberry basil meat. And he goes, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and I made it. <laughs> well, we sort of have boo. That's kind of strange. Yeah. But he I, tried. I just couldn't picture it. Yeah. You know, it's just one no, of those No, it is ones. weird. Like basil? Yeah. 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 So I, I'm what? A, no, it's. And then he yeah. tried it. And he goes, that's delicious. Yeah. And then I went bronze metal. But you know, the funny thing is, with this one, with the Paterson Pave that you just had, we had so many different iterations because we didn't really know. We, to us, it was a sort of concept, paradise. And to me, paradise How do you and you balance that? Yeah, and so yeah. we were like, so we, we originally thought we might also add mango and Ooh. ginger yeah. and wow. like not all four, oh, but, but like. Ginger, that should be good too. Yeah. We figured it would be <laughs> some combination of two to four ingredients. Yeah. We didn't know 
how like how much of each or which fruits or you know whatever so we had all these different jars you know because yeah. we were like okay let's make the mead and then add right. the fruit to it to, right. to get a sense of what this tastes like we'd test mason jars yeah and we also had like 12 or 16 of them we were like and it took forever but with strawberry basil i think we had this much strawberry and this much basil and we fiddled around with a little bit to find yeah. us but it was like yeah. It was spot on almost from the beginning. And it's weird how some recipes you angst over and you work really hard trying to figure it out, and other ones just come right to you no, almost. That's good. It's right. a nice balance, yeah. too. It's definitely basil, but Ooh, really? it's not I over don't, the top. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> we just talked about I was going right? to ask you, yeah. what did you taste? Because I do not taste basil at all. <laughs> Again, that goes back to taste buds. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Right. No, I taste the basil, but it's not overpowering. I yeah. get a little yeah. bit of strawberry, I taste too, like the, so. the seeds like of strawberries to me. Like yeah. That's what I, I get, the, the so strawberry... Weird. like. <laughs> Flesh flavor, but then it's, yep. oh yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's kind of good. interesting. Most people usually get strawberry up front with that, and the basil sort of tails exactly. in on the finish. Mm. Yeah. So it's just sort of, it's like almost like the basil pops up after you get the sip down. Yep. And so I sort of call it the roller coaster mead. You get that nice sweetness, and then it sort of dries out, and you want that sweetness again. Yeah. You keep going up and down. Yeah. I, I really like that that part of that Same. particular mead. So I'm definitely most curious about the bloody, uh, what do we call it? Bloody Joe? Yeah, Bloody Joe. Yeah. So I am admittedly not a Bloody Mary fan, so I'm going to try yeah. this, and I'm very, now, very curious. Now, there are three camps of people that try this. Yeah. I like Bloody Marys. Then there's I don't like Bloody Marys at all. Mm. And then I don't there's like, us. and then there's like, I, I don't like Bloody Marys because of like Tomatoes, X, like yeah. the, the texture yeah. or yeah. the thickness or something or the like spice. that. Yeah. But it's, but oftentimes like the third category, they'll try this and go, oh, I, I, I don't get that consistency or that thickness. Right. And it's, you know, right. I don't get that weird texture, but I, I get all the fi- flavors. This one, we added all the things that you would add to Bloody Mary. We had, I had almost 100 pounds of tomatoes. We got horseradish, celery, like like all the stuff you'd add. Because yeah. we wanted savory, salty, sweet, spicy, umami, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't sure if it was going to work. And then I, when I, I wasn't sure if it was going to scale up. And yeah. I had ideas about what I wanted to do. And I ended up adding more tomatoes. And I almost said strawberries. More tomatoes <laughs> and more horseradish. Yeah, I can also, smell the horseradish. Can in this. you? Yes, yeah. This was also an interesting oh, yeah. one because it, it, in terms of trying to figure out what to put in and how much, best taste buds are different than mine. So yeah. she's saying more tomato and I'm saying more horseradish. And when we've sampled it out, we find that people sort of pick up one of those flavors or the other flavor more dominantly. Yeah. So it becomes a very interesting sort of back and forth of um, like... It was curious. actually the reverse. Carl said, I don't taste any tomatoes. I actually, more that's tomato. True. Yeah. That's true. And right. then Sorry. he goes, I still don't taste enough tomato. I said, well, I think... It's got a subtle flavor tomato. I think it's just enough. You want it. You don't want it to be dominant. You want the all the so spices to go with it yeah. Yeah. to to you know work together. And so, I, but I really oh wanted the, the dominant flavor to be the horseradish. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what I taste and what I you am taste. I'm so yeah. curious so, to see what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I taste horseradish, Dude. but I like it. I like. I taste. So as someone yeah. who does not like, yeah. I taste the tomato. Okay. But then I get the, at the end I get the horseradish. That's so funny. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. No, I I taste the horse. I like it. Yeah. This is good. It's so okay. different. And a lot of people it's go so yeah, and so a lot of people are weird about the way, by the way that looks because you know, for the people who can't see, this is a nice clear yeah. beverage that oh, you're totally. drinking. You would, I would never, never know. Think but it, yeah. was, it, with horseradish. it was right. It was a thick orangey red color before we racked it and filtered it. But now right. it's clear. So right. people drink it, they look at it and they're like, 
thinking this doesn't have tomatoes in it. They try, they go, whoa, this is Bloody Mary. It's and really, they yeah. look at it again, and they're like, this is weirding me out. It's really throwing my I brain love, off, because I'm like, this yeah. should be orange and pink exactly. and red, and like, oh, what am I doing? I think I, I like <laughs> this one because it reminds me, I love pepper stouts. Uh-huh. Yep. And you get that, you yeah, get that throat definitely. feel of, That's what yep. I was thinking too. of a pepper stout. Um, maybe I'm miss, Maybe I'm tasting the hot pepper. As the horseradish, my it, brain it's, is. You it's know, probably all of that together. Yeah. I find when people Definitely. drink this, the notes sort of pop out individually as you drink it. Like for me, I get the horseradish right up front, then I get a little bit of the celery seed, then I get a little bit of the hot peppery stuff, and I actually get a, a big long tomato finish on yeah. it. But it sort of pops up, and you know. And I, I might be willing to try a Bloody yeah. Mary after uh-huh. this again. Right? I would have this with anything you'd have a Bloody Mary with brunch. Vodka, yeah. I just went instantly to alcohol. Yeah. Pastrami, nice. yeah. Rubens, steak yeah. fries, totally. uh, corned beef sandwiches, yep. um, pickle things. Uh, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, we yeah. were actually uh, at a farmer's market, and there were pickle people next to us. Oh, and we're like, oh, boy. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, pickle I, people. I poured, <laughs> yeah, I poured right. a glass, and then I took a long toothpick, and I added bacon to it, garlic-stuffed olives, that and little tiny amazing, carrots, <laughs> and you yep. know, little tiny baby carrots. Yep. And I was like, hmm, this is delicious. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so if you can't tell, and if you're not already jealous by what we're drinking... You should be. Uh, <laughs> Beth and Carl know their shit about mead. <laughs> yes, yes. So I want to know what's next for you guys. You just you said the doors opened in this physical space of mm-hmm. January 2018? 20, uh, 2017. 2017, uh, 2018 to the public, yeah. To the public. Okay. Um, What's next? I mean, you have this all the space. Yep. It's awesome. Well, we did buy the glycol loops from Steve Sanderson from Riverwalk. We do plan to do some carbonated means oh, at cool. some point. Yeah, uh, not okay. sure how far off that is, but that's something that would be very interesting for us. Something down the road. Uh, yeah. Two, yeah. The recipes, two of the recipes that are approved by the government are our root beer mead. Whoa. Yep. Which we weren't allowed to call root beer, even though it, it has all the ingredients <laughs> of root beer. And I kept telling the labeler, it doesn't say root beer. Please read the label. It says root beer. Yeah. And I told her three times, and she kept saying, you're not allowed to say root beer on your label. Yeah, it's misleading. Root beer. <laughs> root beer. <laughs> and the other carbonated one is a carbonated mango meat. That was Carl's idea. Oh. Yeah, that sounds it was, was going to be something amazing. kind of champagne-y. Yeah. Like it was something that was yeah. going to be really kind of almost brute dry. Cool. And uh, so it was something sort of where you're, again, you start to blur what meat has been and what right. we're, what it's becoming and what you can do with it. And that was the kind of idea of it's just it's so much fun to play around with the flavors, even like the carbonation levels and things like right. that. You can just do so much with it. Yeah. So you just start, your brain just starts going, you oh, know, yes. and you're like this and that <laughs> and the other thing. You know? So, and two of the other recipes that we've got, appro- we've got like six recipes approved that, that we're doing com- <laughs> coming year. Uh, one of them is called Spider Bear. Um, <laughs> and Love it. That's, Love it. that's because it's spiced cider and uh, it is we have a, a, a mead we have a beverage that it's half cider half mead okay uh, which we call werebear like werebear or werewolf oh, okay yeah it's New England apple cider we ferment with two different kinds of bright yeast we had cranberries and roasted spice squash and oh and God. add wildflower mead. Delish. Sounds like Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's fall and crunchy leaves and brisk walks. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. It's New Year's. It's, it's fall and winter. It's and then everything. It's, yeah, and it's, it's sour, it's sweet, it's spicy. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's so we said, why don't we... Not that we don't like mead, we love mead, but why don't we take the mead part out and just do the spiced cider part, the, the funky, sour, spiced right. cider. So that's spider bear. That's going to be coming out 
for those who just want to have that part of it. And yeah. we should be having Wear Bear again sometime, um, probably in the fall, late fall. Early winter. Um, cool. that, that was also a silver medal winner at the Mazer Cup. Yay. So cool. another one where it's kind of like you just have this really crazy idea. And they're like, it Beth works. Was de- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beth was describing it to me. I'm like, there's so much going on in there. Yeah, Is Beth that going to work? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. That was the one who said, Beth, you've got too many things going on. I said, <laughs> I know, but I think it'll work. And, and <laughs> Just I think go with it. I think that's one of those ones where the, the metal came back, and I'm like, step away from the mask. Okay, she knows what <laughs> she's know? doing. Right, exactly. Don't question it. Just go with it. Yeah. yeah. But that, awesome. one also, that was a cool one to name, too, because Brett Yeast has all this funky stuff going on with it. It morphs. When you age it, it gets different. So it was constantly changing. So for us, Werebear just made sense. Yeah. It starts one way. It turns into something else. It ends up as this other thing. So. Love it. So I'm going to ask you some... Uh, Wait, I, I want to yeah, tell you about Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I have a, a, a 6% session mead we're going to be relief, releasing. Oh. Ooh. Cucumber melon and hops whoa and we're gonna call it metronome and we're gonna, Ooh, I like that name. Yeah. We're gonna have a little we have fun with our labels so you guys can't you see the labels to, but yes so we, we're gonna have a little garden gnome on the label with cucumbers in his eyes because he's a metro gnome <laughs> very cool very cool i like it <laughs> thank you thank you thank you yes you you are into puns i know we, yeah. we love this uh-huh. right like, like for the people can't see this on the your podcast but for nursery crimes we've got a three-panel cartoon Yes. So we've got a groundhog eating a strawberry, and then the perfect strawberry dangling there, still on the plant with one bite missing. Oh, yes. And then the gardener bear discovering theft yet again, going, No! <laughs> <laughs> and the interesting thing, too, about that is the groundhog on that label is actually the groundhog that came up in my backyard in the exact spot that I was going to be planting a garden. So I took a picture of it, Darn and that's groundhogs. what the, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had six of them in a row. I was oh, like, Jeez, yeah. how do you have six of them? It's awful. Babies. I'm sorry. Yeah, five little ones come up. I'm like, They're really cute and there's no garden yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you some frequently asked questions of, okay. of mead um how long does mead last before you open it forever you can have a bottle for <laughs> yep. decades right yep. so eon before you open it once. yeah one, one of the things about that is we're using a raw unfiltered honey to back sweeten so you get all of the antimicrobial and antioxidant properties of that nice so in that regards it's Pretty much an infinite timeline, you know, for us at least. We've had meads that are 13 years old with bottled the same way we do it. So um, we basically tell people you can age it, you can drink it whenever you want. Once Um, you open it, if you've got a good stopper and you treat it well, don't put it in a hot window, put it in like the fridge or something. (laughs) One of our meads should last you five or six months. Now there's always, always, always the off chance, just like with anything else, that, you know... If you guys have seen Jurassic Park, they say, life finds a way. Yeah, right. It's always possible that a bottle might restart fermentation. Yeah, of course. That, that can happen with beer, that can yeah. happen with cider, that can happen with wine. Yep. But for the most part, you know, we stabilize it. We, you know, we backstreet with honey, we, raw unfiltered honey. We stabilize it. We rack it with filter it. We take it to sterile. So, so if, yeah. if you've got a good stopper, treat it well. One of our meads, after you've opened it, should last you five or six months. But That's it awesome. rarely does. It's usually about right. five or six days. I was going to say, days. I don't know how that can last that long. <laughs> long. <laughs> if it's still in your fridge at five or six months, you, have you need to clean your fridge because yes. you've probably forgotten it's there. And that's actually and how, how we figured you? that out. Yeah. I, I had one at Thanksgiving that I opened it up and found its way to the back of the fridge. And three or four months later, I'm like, oh. And, and this didn't even have a stopper in it. But I'm like, I got to do it justice. I got to try it. So tried it and it was fantastic still. And that's mead great. ages really well. If you age mead, heat of the alcohol will come down a little bit. You'll get a little bit, a little bit smoother. The edges will come off it. Fruit flavors will meld a little better. So is mead. So that was kind of my second question. So mm-hmm. mead does not, does mead have a sweet spot like wine? 
Um, Age-wise. It's it's interesting because with different flavors, we're not quite sure how some of our flavors carry. Something like our chocolate hot pepper is kind of interesting because it starts out really, really hot. But then the heat of the peppers actually comes down oh, over time. Down, yeah. yeah, and the so, chocolate comes up a bit. Right. Yeah. Oh man, so, I aged one to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's kind of hard to say with that. Um, a straight up mead, I've heard anecdotally, uh, sort of a three to seven year range for mm. a, a really nicely aged mead. But again, I think that depends on what's in it, what the how it's produced. You know, if you've got a good good honey base for it, or whether you've got you know any other fermentables in there. So it's it's a little bit of a wild card in that. Um, again, speaking to the diversity of mead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's in your fridge at home, craft-wise? Oh, we always have <laughs> to know. Is it just all mead? <laughs> no, it, it isn't. Uh, we, like right upstairs, I think we've got something. Farmer's Fizz, a wine from... Oh, yeah. What? I don't remember who they're from, but they were at the farmer's market. For me, my cool. my fridge <laughs> tends to be a whole bunch of different craft stuff. I really love sours and stouts. I oh, recently me too. got the uh, yeah. Gunner's... I love porters and stouts and yeah. sours. Sours are yeah. fun. Right. I had Gunner's daughter. Great. Um, oh, we've been hearing so yes, much about that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of sours. What did I have recently? I had a good sour, but I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, Samuel Smith's <laughs> chocolate. Is mm. delicious. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Um, who doesn't like Innocent Gun? Yeah. Um, there's so many wonderful things out there. Um, yeah, I think it sort of changes from week to week. Yeah. You know, of whatever else just came out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you have a guilty pleasure that someone might be surprised to know that you have in your fridge? <laughs> that we have to admit on a podcast. That you have to yes. admit on a podcast. <laughs> I, I will tell you this one. I'm. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but you know, <laughs> I started drinking really young when there was no no craft. You know, the the most crafty you got was Rolling Rock. Okay, and so Rolling Rock has this special sort of place, even after they got bought nice. out by Budweiser and InBev. <laughs> so if I'm just having a day where I just want to kick back and not yep. really think about it, I'll I will get like an 18 pack of. Rolling Rock. In college, nice. in college I was going to mention call ro- it Rolling Sock because we would <laughs> hide a Rolling Rock in a sock and drink it <laughs> random places. I was going to mention Rolling Rock as well because when you want like a the sort of what they call the lawnmower beers, yeah, mm-hmm. and you right. just want you know something that you can drink ice cold on a hot day. Sometimes that's really just kind of nice. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't like the other ones, but Rolling Rock's pretty tasty. Yeah. All right, I don't know why. I like it. Cool. <laughs> Easy enough. Well, thank you guys for taking some time out of your evening this at this point. Awesome. Yeah. I feel so Did much we answer more all your questions? Informed. Did I, they answer all our questions? We usually we have I one feel more. Like we have more. We have okay. one more. Yeah. But where can we specifically find you on social media? And you mentioned earlier where we can find you, but remind our listeners again. We are on Instagram. You look for House Bear Brewing. We're on Twitter as House Bear Brew because the house bear brewing would be too long. <laughs> and we're on Facebook as House Bear Brewing as well. Okay. Uh, we have a website. And for those of you who are trying to find us in stores, on our website, we list the stores that carry us listed by city. I did see that. It yeah, was I very long. You had a lot of stores. Yeah, we're about 100. We're really lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of the craft beer sellers, Wegmans carries us. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Yankee Spears, Lincoln Liquors, yep. a lot of little mom and pop stores. Love it. Yep, we're, we're very up. grateful. You know, the people like in Salem, we were at Pump. Moose, we're at Salem Wine Imports, we're at Booza, yeah. all the Boo- well, almost all the Booza stores. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I we, we get so lucky. I we we got to meet 
it's an aside. We always have a lot of aside. <laughs> we got to meet yes. uh, Jim Cook from uh, Boston Beer oh, Company. Very cool. He yeah. has what's called the Bring Up the American Dream program, so gives advice to food, food and beverage entrepreneurs, and you could meet with their marketing people and their distribution people and ask questions. So cool, nice. And and so we got to sit down with him and ask him questions and and give him our mead. And this is before we were doing the dry meads when I had like a homebrew, mm. yeah. yeah, in a wine bottle with a cork, <laughs> and uh, and he's so nice and so generous with the time and um that that was actually influential for me because when we sat down across from him i i posed the question to him you started craft beer stuff in 1984 when craft really people didn't, didn't want anything other right. than what they knew how do you get a product like that into a marketplace where people don't know it don't want it don't care to know about just it just like exactly I, he's, and he's, i made the parallel just with like me. you guys he's finishing my yeah. story <laughs> this is awesome it's like we're connected <laughs> in the brain here this, good. so you know, I, I'm expecting, you know, this is a guy who's got a very successful business. He's across the country. I'm expecting a very ornate business structure yes. answer. <laughs> and he says, we found 100 restaurants we wanted to be in. We just kept knocking on their door. We gave them table tents to put on their things. We, you know, we'd go and fill them up by hand kind of thing and deliver by hand. I'm like, well, I can do that. I'm like, okay, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> like, it, it's all the great things start it's small. It's that easy. Science. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah also exactly. said, try this. You'll like it. And they did try it and yes. they did like yeah. it yes. but one of the responses he got which I think is very timely for mead makers right now is he said nobody's going to continue to drink this craft beer thing that you've got going on nobody wants a fancy beer nobody wants to pay more for beer nobody yep. wants weird ingredients in their beer they just want a good cheap inexpensive <laughs> light beer so and this fad, yeah. this is a fad and won't last. Now we have beer with trick cereal. Right, <laughs> I know, right. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So when he said this, I was like, this is perfect because a lot of people say, oh, meat is a fad. Yeah. It's not last. Totally. You Definitely know. not a fad with history. I mean, right, yeah, right, right. right, right. Yeah. But, but they're thinking, you know, it's an old beverage that's now new and right. it's on the shelves. And, right. oh, you know. And actually, one of the other things that he told me in that conversation was it's all about education. And for us in the mead business, yeah. it's all about education for what mead is, but then it's also education about what our products are and how they're different and Definitely. what we're doing with it and the kind of fun we're having with it. So we're always happy to talk to people and get the word out there and tell them what we're doing and what mead is, give them any sort of history they want, you know, recommendations. So yeah. that's the, the benefit awesome. for us. And um, out of curiosity, when are you open? When can people come and visit you? Our official hours are Thursday and Friday from 4 to 7 and Sunday 1 to 4. However, okay. additional tasting room hours are by luck or appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens quite frequently. So Love definitely it. check on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They usually have the updates on if we're actually open. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially if it's a heavy snow day. Sometimes yes. we'll be like, I'm not traveling an hour well, Hopefully north. we don't have any more. So <laughs> yeah, I think we're past that yes, for now. definitely. Uh, Erica, you want to ask your favorite question? What's my favorite question? What they must, What they're most... Oh, yes. What are you most proud of? And that could be super Oprah-ended, like yeah. whatever you're most proud of. I, I would say in the mead business, it's definitely the, the medals from the Mazer Cup because I was completely taken aback by that. I had no idea it was coming. I was expecting just to get some feedback, and you all of a sudden got validation from the highest tier across like super the world. validation. And to me, That's I was awesome. just, I just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it, you know. I think for me... And don't get me wrong, I was the kid who sat at the front of the class and collected awards. <laughs> perfect attendance. Oh. Merit. I was that, <laughs> person. You were that I, person. I love school. I love 
and I love metal. So this explains a lot. Yes, <laughs> I like learning. I couldn't wait to get my school yes. supplies. I am that weird yes. kid who looks things up in encyclopedias for fun. Yep. yep. Um, That's so cool. And I love wiki. Um, <laughs> but I think the mo- thing I'm most proud of is how many people tell us they don't like me, try us, and say, "Ooh, I like this." That's yeah, I would have to say that of. is that is definitely true. I like yeah. I once I realized how much people don't know about mead and how you can turn them on to something different. I started looking at every single person that went by as like, how can I educate them? How can I tell them what mead is? And I've had some great success stories where I saw a guy walking by with a case of natural light. And I'm like, oh. I'm going to sell that guy mead. <laughs> and I ended up doing it. That's you know, Because awesome. you just, you, you find it's something. It's a challenge, like it. yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and the product sort of speaks for itself. It's just, it's great. It's fun. It's easy to sell because it's, you know, Delicious. we sort of pour our heart and soul into it. So We're passionate, you, knowledgeable. Yeah, you just regurgitate that to the customers and they're just like, oh, wow, neat. I had a guy who looked like he liked craft beer. He was walking by. I wanted him to try it. And he goes, no, I don't like meat. I said, because it's sweet. Just do it. And I said, Mm -hmm. said, because this is dry. And and he goes, yeah, but I've had meat. I said, isn't that a little like saying you've had a craft beer and you know you don't like any of them? You had like Samuel Smith and you know you don't like Lagunitas. You don't like Boston Beer Company. You don't like, you know, Maine Beer Company. You don't like any of them because you've had the one that tells you what all craft beer. He goes, huh, that's a good point. And he tried it. He goes, I do like this. And he bought a bottle. I said, I didn't think that was going to work. So, yeah. <laughs> excellent. Yay. Yeah. We, want, we want everyone to find a mead that they love. It doesn't have to be ours. Yeah. But we think there's a mead out there for everyone. We'd like to help people find theirs. Yeah. And we want to, our passion, our excitement, our knowledge to, to get other people excited, to try ours, try other people's, try the ones in this state, or, you know, in other states, you know, in New England, wherever. You know, in Southern California, they have a so- South Cal- Southern California Mead Club. You could just get mead from all these five different places. I'm like... That's awesome. That's awesome. I think San Diego yeah. has six meteries, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, so something crazy nice. where you've got this nice little, like, you know, Hub. everything. Fee- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And so we want to turn everyone on to mead. It doesn't have to be ours, although we'd like it to be. <laughs> but we want for everyone to say, you know, I did find a mead I liked, and that was really good. It was X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I like it because it's bubbly or it's flat still right. or because it's sweet or right. because it's dry or because it has pickles in it. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go that far. <laughs> or maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, exactly. So I think I can say that I do like mead. I, I awesome. like mead. Yeah. Yes. And it's thanks to you guys because I've had some pretty weird taste in mead before, and this <laughs> cool. is not weird taste at all. So I appreciate that. This was awesome. That's awesome. Yes. yes. Well, I'm so pleased. Yeah. So thank you, first and foremost, for educating us about Seriously, mead. Seriously, yeah. Thank you. I did not know this much about mead, and now I feel like I know a little bit more, and I'm just scratching the just surface. Just a tad yep. more. Exactly. So. <laughs> we recommend you try as many as you can, because it's so much fun. Yeah. The research Definitely. is worth it. May yeah. that be our next uh, tasting event? Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. mead madness. <laughs> <laughs> mead madness. So thank you guys. So- oh, I forgot to mention a couple of things. Can I mention some more? A couple of things. <laughs> we have events here with Yay oh, Maker. Yeah. So we have like yes. paint night and sign making and ukulele making night. Ooh. So candle making. Whoa. So look on Facebook, look on you know Instagram, and we'll post the events. There'll be discounts so you can save money. In addition to that, we have game night. We have other stuff going on. So it's not just about tasting meat, although that's the best reason to come. <laughs> but we also have other things going on. So definitely check out these out. Get tickets. Come on in. Have fun with your friends. We have games here. So you could play Settlers of Batons. They have some Ooh. solid games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I love games. Cool. I love games. Why not? Come yeah. on in. Play games with friends. Have some mead. Order some food to get delivered. Ooh. Yeah, some good restaurants in Newburgh. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Well, Beth and Carl, thank you guys so much for taking thank some you. time. Thank Matt you for Erica, coming in. Definitely nope, appreciate it. I would come in if if every brewery was we'll five minutes back. away from my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here for sure, and I can't wait to bring some friends who, and definitely turn yeah. them on to mead. Yay! Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. And thank you for being our first mead. Uh, I'll alternative than beer yeah. on our yeah. podcast that's this awesome really yeah. happy to be there yeah cool. yay awesome <laughs> until next time cheers guys cheers. Yeah. cheers hey guys thank you once again for listening to our episode featuring our good friends house bear brewing out of newburyport massachusetts Arr. house bear Arr. This episode honestly could not be made possible without our awesome listeners who every week share our episodes or just drop us a line in our DMs or send us an email. Um, and if you haven't done so, that's okay, because here's your opportunity to do so. If you enjoy what you have heard this week or any past week, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you listen to, because it really truthfully helps us out more than you can even imagine. Uh, just simply even just giving us a five-star review, no comment, helps us out in that crazy algorithm so we can continue to get awesome interviews. Um, and in the same vein of awesome interviews, we have awesome social media going on right now. Yeah, we do. The uh, best social we've media. We've really tried to revamp our social media game by trying to offer you some of the best photos and some of the best descriptions of some of the beer and events that we are attending. And if you like what we are doing there, like or follow us at Brewroots on everything, <laughs> everything except for Everywhere. MySpace. Yeah. Oh, we brought, we brought oh. it back. <laughs> we brought it back. Bringing it back. So, uh, yeah. And until next week, we'll find you on the Flippity Flop because we have an amazing episode next week. Yes, we do. It is Exhibit A. And I'm so excited because I really enjoy their beer. Yeah. No, they're great people. But anyway, we'll save it for next week. We will. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.